Welcome to the Feed Your Soul Gospel Reflections Podcast, presented by Dynamic Catholic. Over the next several minutes, you will receive inspiration and encouragement. We hope will meet you where you are and lead you to where God is calling you to be. For more great content like this, or to experience this program in video format, go to dynamiccatholic.com. What's the most powerful word in the English language? A word so powerful that the federal authorities should probably keep it in its own secure pressurized chamber. A word so potent, so loaded, that it's almost like an explosive, TNT. The most powerful word in the English language. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. You hear that word a lot. It's a deceptive little word. Some people think it's easy, but they've never really experienced deep pain or never caused that to someone else. Some people think it's just for doormats, forgiveness, as if to forgive somebody meant that you didn't care what happened or you just let people walk all over you. Other people think it should come with conditions or shouldn't be applied in extreme circumstances like, say, to a murderer. But Moses and King David would disagree. Forgiveness. It's really, really hard. But it carries power. Power, power. All of human history has been redirected because of that one word. So it's a remarkable encounter in the gospel today is we meet an unnamed lady, the woman at the well. John 4, verses 4 through 42, it's the longest conversation recorded with Jesus in the Bible. I wish I knew her name, but we only know her life, and we know that her life is on the garbage heap. The entire village has declared her a total loss. She's been written off. She's evidently never succeeded at much of anything. She's a woman whose motto is probably, things just didn't work out. Her first husband, things just didn't work out. Second husband, things just didn't work out. Third husband, things just didn't work out. Fourth husband, fifth husband, things just didn't work out. Finally, she's given up on marriage altogether and is now living with another man. Everywhere she walks, the failures of her checkered past just leak out behind her. And everyone in town knows her reputation oh so well. She's a total loss a sinful failure, to be avoided, and certainly to be kept away from your children. So that's probably why she's at the well in the middle of the day to begin with. Usually people would go to the well in the early morning or the early evening, the beginning or the end of the day. But she's there in the middle of the day in the blazing sun. Very simply, in the eyes of the people around her, she's a failure to be shunned. And yet... This unnamed woman has the longest conversation with Jesus of anyone in Scripture. Not Peter, St. Peter the Rock. Not Mary Magdalene, St. Mary Magdalene, faithful friend. Not Mary, the Blessed Mother, St. Mary. But an anonymous woman standing by a well in the middle of the day. And Jesus strikes up the conversation. He takes the first step, not her. And quite frankly, between you and me, Jesus should never have done that. He must have misread the rule book. She's the wrong gender. The custom was that a teacher should never speak to a woman in public. But here they were in the center of town at the well in broad daylight for everybody to see. And she's the wrong race. She's a Samaritan. Jesus is a Jew. And the two were not supposed to mix. And she's the wrong religion. She and her people worship on Mount Gerizim and insist that the Jews have it all wrong to build their temple on Mount Zion. Jesus not only has a conversation with this woman, he offers her living water. It's not something she can acquire. 
It's a gift. Jesus says, do you want some? Jesus wants to give her a gift. He knows her past, and he offers her a future. God's promise is always greater than our past. The most powerful word in the English language, forgiveness. Pope Francis reminds us that the church is not for the perfect, it's for the rest of us. But frankly, in the end, too many of us are like a woman I'll call Lucy. She was the child of an alcoholic sharecropper in South Carolina. Her older siblings moved out of the house as quickly as they could until finally Lucy and her mom were the only ones who remained there with her dad. And they spent most of their lives hiding from the rage and the violence that he brought home with him each night. They would hide beneath the house while their father raged above with his knife in hand threatening to kill them for pouring out his liquor. Lucy tried to go to church, but the parents there prohibited the kids from hanging around someone from such an awful home and such a horrible reputation. So she would just walk by the outside so she could hear the music coming out the windows. But she knew rejection awaited her if she ever entered again. Her classmates laughed at her wardrobe and they laughed at how she talked. They laughed that she only had two dresses made out of flower sack to wear. The message was clear. Lucy was on her own. The trauma was so great that to this day, if you were to speak to her, the pain would still be obvious. In her early teens, rejected by church folk, Lucy began hanging around all kinds of wrong places. Honky-tonks, drinking, dancing, dating older men, disappearing for days. Becoming a person whose life was filled with adultery, rape, failed relationships, abuse, and scars so deep that only she and God know them all. Scars so deep that no matter how far she ran, the past and her failure simply followed Lucy right behind. Finally, she met and married a man whose mother was a self-righteous church person, like the ones who had shunned Lucy all those years before. And to Lucy, it felt good to marry somebody knowing that his mother and her religion hated it. <laughs> Lucy wasn't sure about her husband. She wasn't ever sure that she could ever confide in him. She just went through life on her own, making as best as she could, rearing her four children and trying to learn how to love. Slowly, since her husband had always attended church, Lucy began to attend with him. She began volunteering to do the dirtiest tasks in the church. Tasks that have to be done, but ones nobody else is willing to do. Scrubbing the toilets, cleaning, pulling weeds, repairing the roof. And when the pastor asked her why she wanted those roles, she said, I guess I'm just trying to make it up to God. I've got a lot to make up for. When her pastor asked her whether she knew the grace and forgiveness of God, she said, I hope so. I am the woman at the well. It's just hard for me to believe that God could love even me, knowing all the things in my past. Jesus' heart is to forgive. Jesus' heart is mercy. Jesus' heart loves first, takes the first step. Believe it. Embrace it. He knows your past, and He offers you a future. And God's promise is always greater than your past. Thank you for listening. We hope this episode nourished your soul. For more great content like this, or to experience this program in video format, 
Go to dynamiccatholic.com.